Welcome to the On My Own Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Ash. Each week, you can follow me on my journey to become independent and hear amazing interviews with experts on health, productivity, and entrepreneurship. I'm 18 and am passionate about wellness and living a fulfilling life. I'm so excited to bring you along as I struggle, thrive, and learn from experiences I have when I'm on my own. Welcome. Today I'm going to be interviewing Jordana from The Daily Spitz, and she has such a beautiful Instagram. I love it so much. Her bowls of fruit and oats and like all the stuff she puts out is just so beautiful and looks so good. I need to have like all of the food on her account. But also she just has such a healthy um, intuitive relationship with food and that's really inspiring to me and I love um, how she actually did have a weight loss journey, but she she brings a lot of light to the space where there can be a lot of like darkness and disordered stuff. So I just really love her and I am excited to have her on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sasha. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. So I want you to tell us um, how your health journey began because you have an interesting story and um, I think that a lot of people could relate. So yeah, definitely. So basically all throughout my entire like life before college, all throughout middle school and high school, I was a dancer and I never really worried about what I was putting in my body or exercise or anything like that because, you know, it was before puberty, like my body was the same size that most young girls are. I didn't really think about it. And then when I got to college, I was no longer dancing. I was going to the gym, but I was really only doing cardio. And, you know, college is a really stressful time for a lot of people. It's a big change. You don't have your parents feeding you. You don't have like a lot of the healthy options that you're used to. You're not doing the activities that you used to be doing. So I started to have um, like a struggle with binge eating, which happens to a lot of girls in college. So what would happen was basically throughout the day, I would try to be so quote unquote healthy. And, you know, I would have like an oatmeal cup for breakfast, the kind that's like advertised as being like low carb or anything like that. Then I would have like a bar for lunch and I would basically just think that I was being so healthy. And then when it got to nighttime, obviously I would be starving. So I'd go to the dining hall and eat everything in sight. Like I'd go to the Froyo station three times. I'd get the chicken fingers, pizza, garlic knots, like anything that they had out. And then I'd feel sick to my stomach. And it was just an endless cycle of going through this, especially on the weekends when you're going out with your friends. Mm -hmm. And it just like was a very unhealthy cycle. And when I got home, you know, I didn't notice that I was putting on weight because when you see yourself every day, you don't notice the small changes. So obviously I noticed that like my jeans were a little bit tighter, things like that. But like day to day, you don't see it in the mirror. And I didn't really think anything of it. I kind of gave myself permission to gain weight. I thought it was freshman 15. It happens to everyone. It's completely normal and acceptable. And then um, it just sort of got out of hand. And I started trying to lose weight the summer after freshman year, but I didn't get anywhere because I still had an unhealthy mindset. And then finally, the summer after sophomore year, I started to really listen to my body's hunger cues. I focused on smaller portions, but still eating to like a point where I was satisfied, obviously, never depriving myself like previously I would throughout the day. And I joined a gym 
that allowed me to have access to like really great strength training classes, not just cardio. And by implementing all these small changes together, it led me to feel better about myself. And when you feel better about yourself, you want to treat yourself better. So that's what kind of continued my motivation to like stay healthy throughout college. And that's what like transitioned my lifestyle. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I think that it's hard to, um, it actually can cause more of a problem when you're like trying so hard to be um, healthy, quote unquote, or um, like lose weight, but then it backfires. So I love that you were able to find that balance. Um, So once you did decide to start on your health and weight loss journey, how did you balance like the busyness of college and going out with friends with um, your new interest in health? So by the time I started focusing on a healthy lifestyle, like when I got back from the summer after sophomore year, I was a junior. And by junior year of college, you're kind of over like everything that's happening in school. You don't need to go to every party. You don't need to be doing everything that you're so excited to do freshman year because you've kind of like been there, done that. So I started really weighing the pros and cons of each like activity that I was used to doing and started prioritizing my health. So instead of going out like four nights a week, I would go out one night a week. And instead of going to two brunches, I would go to one. And if I did go to two brunches, I would ask to split a meal with someone. And it's basically just trying to navigate like the give and takes of health. So you obviously want to be able to have a healthy balance where you can still enjoy all the fun activities of college and hanging out with your friends and all the great food that there is in college. But you also still want to be prioritizing your wellness. And if you really focus on your wellness, you know that drinking four nights a week might not necessarily be the best thing for you. And basically just finding that balance. And even if I was going out more than I wanted to, I was drinking less and really making sure that I planned my workouts and that I would stick to them and always having a buddy to keep me accountable was also really helpful. Yeah, those are great tips. Um, Well, obviously I don't drink alcohol, um, like, but I don't plan to drink alcohol in the future just for like religious stuff, but um, for people who do plan to drink in the future in college, um, how do you sort of go about drinking but still having a healthy lifestyle? So drinking was definitely a big part of the culture at the school that I went to, but that's not the case for everywhere. And I've definitely found that if you go in with that mindset, you're gonna feel more pressured to participate in it. But if you take a step back and realize that you're pretty awesome without alcohol. And like, if you are confident enough in your own skin and your own body, you won't feel the pressure to use alcohol to feel like you need to have fun. Towards the end of my college career, I barely drank anymore. I was still going out with my friends, but I would go out sober because it just wasn't worth it to me. I didn't need it to have fun. Once you find the friends that are true friends that appreciate you for who you are and you can have fun with just being yourself, you know, in your pajamas, watching a movie, eating popcorn, anything that you want to do with your girlfriends, you won't need alcohol to have fun with them. You'll have fun with them sober. So I really encourage people to try and find the people that will make them feel like them best, like their best selves, because once they do, it will just become a lot easier. Yeah, that's so true. That's something I've always like thought about. 
um, because like I haven't ever grown up around people who drink, but I've heard stories of people who drink like to loosen up for a party or like to have fun. And my thought about it is like, if you need to like intoxicate yourself in order to like not be able to fully comprehend what's going on in order to have fun, like it's not really an actually fun situation. <laughs> um, not worth it. In yeah, I agree with that. Um, so what is your actual eating philosophy? Like, do you follow some sort of diet or like, do you have rules? Like what do um, you follow? I do not believe in diets at all. I don't have any rules with myself. It's honestly, it's taken me a very long time to get to this point. Um, I was never on a specific diet. Like I never did F factor, keto or low carb or any of the fad diets that are so popular. I really don't believe in them. I don't think they're sustainable in any way. I don't think they're any way to live. I think that food is meant to be enjoyed. And I think that you should be able to enjoy it without guilt. I think a lot of these diets and like tips that people try and give out are actually just take the joy out of eating. And I don't think that's any way to live. I think you should be able to listen to your body and give yourself permission to eat the foods that you want. I don't believe there should be any guilt associated with food because there are no rules. Like nobody sat down when creating food and said, this is good for you, this is bad for you. It's completely a, a construct, it's completely made up. I obviously would rather fuel myself with whole clean foods that I believe are filled with nutrients and will nourish my body from the inside out. But I refuse to label any food as good or bad because that's not the way it works. And I think that labeling food as good versus bad creates a lot of issues down the line for a lot of girls. And it's just fake. Like there are no rules. There are no labels. And a lot of the time it's just marketing. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to give in to those labels because I would rather just focus on what feels good to me and what I enjoy eating. And if I want to have pizza, I'll have pizza. If I want to have salad, I'll have a salad. But I really do believe it's all about balance and eating what makes you feel good. Yeah, I love I love your mindset around that. And I do agree that there's no like good or bad foods. Um, and I think that once you sort of start labeling like brunch with your friends is bad and like eating a plain piece of chicken is good or something like that. It, it takes a lot of the joy out of it. So I, I agree with that. Um, so a lot of the times on this podcast, we're talking like we have never actually talked about weight loss before. Um, but I am curious for people who do want to lose weight. Um, how can someone lose weight without hurting their mindset? And also nowadays, there's like a big sort of push for body positivity and like, yeah, not it's almost like you're shamed for wanting to lose weight at all. So how did you navigate that? And how did you lose weight um, without falling into like a disordered pattern? It is really hard. I'll agree with you there. Like it's such a touchy subject for now people who want to lose weight. It's almost like taboo, but it's also taboo to want to be the weight that you are. And it's so difficult. Like there are so many conflicting messages that I'll start by saying like, if you want to lose weight for a healthy reason, then that is perfectly fine. Like no one should have to shame you for doing something that you want for your health. But I will say like, if you perceive yourself to be a healthy weight and you want to lose more weight or 
anything like that. Like, again, I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor or a therapist or anything like that. Like I'm not certified in anything, but I would always recommend consulting a doctor before you do anything, just to make sure you're doing the healthy thing for your body. But what I focused on for losing weight was definitely ending the binge restrict mindset because binging obviously contributed a lot to my original weight gain. Um, Also, I would focus on not just cardio, like a lot of girls think that cardio, cardio, cardio is the best thing you can do to lose weight, but strength training I also found to be incredibly important because muscles burn more calories throughout the day and you also just want to feel strong. Like feeling strong makes you want to fuel yourself in a better way, which often leads to eating healthier foods, which down the line will lead to weight loss. And then also prioritizing things that you wouldn't necessarily think of, like staying hydrated, getting a good night's sleep, not being stressed. Like all of these things are huge factors in weight loss and a lot of people don't realize it. And then just like allowing yourself to indulge mindfully. Like you always want to be present. You don't want to be mindlessly snacking if you're not hungry. So if I think I'm hungry, I'll have a glass of water. If I'm still hungry after I drink a glass of water, I'll obviously have a snack. And then one last tip that I found to be super helpful is when you're eating out, oftentimes they give you like a double portion that you don't need to finish just because it's on your plate. So I usually offer to like split a meal with someone. So if I'm going out with my parents, like I'll split a salad with my mom and then split a main course with my mom. So then we're both having like what we want, but it's the right portion size for us. And if you're eating at home, I take a smaller size plate rather than a bigger size plate. So that way, like my, it not tricks my mind, but it's more pleasing to look at a full plate. And if you're filling up a big plate, it's going to be a lot more food than filling up a small plate, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, I think that's really true. And also, um, I feel like the plate thing gets bashed a lot, but it's actually when you think about it, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily a restrictive thing. It's not like you have this tiny plate, and then you can't go back for more. It's more like, exactly, like, I'll always take seconds if I want more, but it's just about starting off with less. Yeah, and that can be really helpful, especially if someone doesn't want to like track their calories or something like that. Um, it can be helpful just to give you a baseline of like, oh, this is like how much um, I should start with eating and see like how I feel from there. So I like that advice. Thank you. Um, when you're building your meals, do you focus on anything in specific? Do you count calories? Um, and how did you? How do you like build build up your meals um, if you don't like in an intuitive way? Um, so I have never counted calories. I used to have my senior year of high school accounting app called My Fitness Pal, which I never even really utilized. Um, but I do know that a lot of people do, and a lot of people think it's great. I personally am not a believer in calorie counting. I'm actually writing a blog post on that. Um, to be released soon, but I focus on like satisfying my cravings. So for breakfast, I like always crave something sweet. It's very rare that I crave something savory. And I usually have um, oatmeal or like a sort of protein pancake, but I like to have a bit of protein carbs and either fruit or veggies with every meal. I know that fruit and veggies like are technically a carb, but I really like to focus more on the nutritional content and also just listening to what my body is craving. And then for dinner, again, I always like to have 
a protein, so either like fish or chicken or lentils, anything like that, and then some sort of grain, so either like rice or farro, and then a veggie, like whatever my mom makes. Sometimes it's a side of salad, sometimes it's green beans or cauliflower, but I like to focus on having balanced meals and just getting everything in. I know some people focus on food combining, which is like two of the three, but all three work for my digestion. If it doesn't, then I don't suggest it. But if it is fine for your digestion, then I love getting in all three to have that nice balance. Yeah, sorry for that uh, <laughs> interruption. Um, so yeah, I love all that um, information on how to build up your meals. I think it's important, especially if you're first getting started um, with having those balanced meals. Uh, I actually just before you had a podcast about food combining, which is what I like, I know it's like, um, no, no, if it works for you, then that I totally support it. Like I don't have any problems with my digestion, luckily, like knock on wood. So I don't need to do that, but I know a lot of people swear by it. Yeah. But I, I actually don't suggest it if someone's first getting into health, um, and they don't really know how to eat because it can be really important to make sure, like, especially for weight loss, like getting enough protein and, um, things like that. But also I like that you don't restrict carbs or anything, which is what a lot of people preach nowadays for weight loss. Right. So I think that, yeah, focusing on balanced meals, but maybe just like smaller portions is really important um, if that's what you're trying to do. Um, so another obviously important aspect of health is exercise, which you touched on. Um, so do you make up your own workouts? Um, and what sort of exercises have you found to be most effective? Um, I alternate between making up my own workouts and taking classes and going to the gym, etc. Obviously, right now during quarantine, um, like our options are limited. So we can't go to boutique fitness classes anymore. But when we were able to, I loved Orange Theory. I loved like dance cardio classes, anything that they offered at the gym. Um, like the gym that I went to had a lot of group fitness classes and I swore by those. But right now during quarantine, I am making up a lot of my own HIIT workouts. So alternating between high intensity and low intensity. Um, I've found those to be very effective for weight loss. And then I also love doing toning exercises. So again, I alternate between making up my own, like I have a lot of ab routines that I share on my Instagram that I love and swear by, but then also there are a lot of great platforms. Like um, I like doing BB Fit. Melissa Wood has some great ones. Um, there's a class that I take in the city and now over live stream called Body by SJ, which is sort of Pilates based. And then I always do like to remind people that you don't need like a fancy gym or any equipment or anything like that. Like if you even just want to go for walks outside, I think it helps tremendously. As long as you're getting in a type of movement that feels good for your body, I think it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, definitely. I think walking also is so underrated. Mm -hmm. um, but walking is a great form of exercise, especially if you're not used to exercise. It can be helpful to get your cardio built up a bit so that you can last. It's a great like, place to start. Yeah, it's a good place to start for sure. Um, so do you have any tips to exercise in a dorm room? Because um, dorm rooms are tiny and if your college maybe doesn't have a gym or if it does have a gym, but you're too afraid to go, like, do you have any um, advice for exercising in college? Yeah, definitely. So dorm rooms, I can definitely attest to that, are tiny. My dorm room freshman year was super small, but there will always be room for a yoga mat, which is all you need. If you look up any 
workouts on YouTube or Instagram using hashtags that are just bodyweight workouts or at-home workouts. They likely don't require any equipment, which is so great, which means you can do it from the comfort of your own dorm. And if you do want to up-level your workouts from your own dorm room, you can invest in equipment like ankle weights or wrist weights or sliders or even dumbbells, resistance bands. Like there are so many small accessories that you can utilize in your dorm room that might not seem like a lot, but even two pound dumbbells when you're holding them for 10 minutes end up feeling so heavy. You can definitely still get a great workout in in your dorm room. And even what I would do sophomore year is when my roommate wasn't there, I would just throw myself little dance parties. And it sounds silly, but you get your heart rate up so quick by dancing and it's fun. Like it's such a good release, especially if you're stressed or you didn't make it to the gym that day and you don't feel like doing a traditional ab workout. Like if you just put on your favorite song and dance, it's honestly a great workout. Yeah, I like dancing a lot. Well, I'm a dance I'm a dancer too. So <laughs> what kind of dance? Ballet. Um oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so dance parties are really fun and mm-hmm. I can attest that they do get your heart rate up. So um, quickly. And also like the new thing is TikTok. Uh, I've had <laughs> one TikTok dance and it's so tiring. Really? Um, so yeah, it actually really is. So if you don't know what dances to do for your dance party, you can try learning a TikTok dance. That's I it. am so embarrassed to say that I don't have a TikTok yet. Like I feel so behind the times. I'm like mortified because I remember my older sister didn't have Snapchat for a period of time. And I thought she was so behind. Like I couldn't even believe that she didn't have a Snapchat. And now I feel like I'm in her shoes where I'm just, I feel nervous to get on a new platform that I don't know how it works, but I need to get on. All my friends are on TikTok and I need to just take the plunge and download it. Yeah, you should. It's fun. Um, I feel like it's probably going to go out of style really fast. Um, Maybe. Um, yeah, so I want to move into a bit more about eating in a dorm and um, that whole situation because that can be really hard for people. Um, so, like, what are your best tips about how to eat healthy in a dorm room, um, like in a dining hall, or um, if you uh, maybe have access to a kitchen but you don't know what to cook? Like, do you have any tips for that? Yeah, definitely. So, I don't. I can't speak to every single college, but I know my college and a lot of others offer you like a microwave and a mini fridge through the bookstore for an inexpensive price to rent for the whole year. So if you have that option, I definitely recommend utilizing it because in your fridge, you can keep so many healthy snacks like fruit and veggies. Now there are so many great grocery delivery systems that you can utilize as well. So you can keep like carrot sticks, apples, hummus, um, nut butter, like a bunch of different healthy snacks. And there are also a bunch of great snacks that you don't need to keep refrigerated. Like popcorn is a really good one. Um, Lesser Evil Snacks has those paleo puffs that I love. And there are definitely a lot of ways that you can keep healthy food in your dorm. Um, In terms of a kitchen, I did not have one until my senior year, actually, until this year, because last year I lived in my sorority house So there was like a communal fridge and like a stove, but it wasn't really the kind of thing where people cooked. Um, So a lot of the time what I did freshman, sophomore year is I I would order takeout or I would go to the dining hall and I would try my best to build a balanced plate. But if you do 
have a good dining hall, a lot of the times they'll have like veggie burgers, turkey burgers. There's always a salad bar. Usually there's a fruit option as well, like Greek yogurt, anything like that you can usually find in a dining hall or even keep in your mini fridge if you have one. Um, but I would definitely focus on always having healthy snacks available to you so that you don't go into an unhealthy dining hall situation starving and kind of like binge on the chicken fingers or pizza or whatever options they have that day. I think that having healthy options available to you is really important. And again, like I said previously, like if you want to treat yourself, don't deny yourself that privilege because you'll likely on the weekend or another time that you're starving, go overboard. So it's better to just have like a little bit of the cookie that you see in the dining hall or a little bit from the Froyo station when you want it rather than depriving yourself and going overboard later on. Yeah. Um, also, I think that using the microwave in your dorm is probably helpful if you don't want to go to the dining hall. Um, right. Any like microwave meals that um, you would suggest? So... I did a lot of oatmeal cups. Um, there were a few great brands, but right now there are brands like Purely Elizabeth, RX Bar. They both offer really great oatmeal cups that you only need to add water. And then if you have like fruit or something in your fridge, you can put that on top. Usually you can take a banana or apple or something from the dining hall, add that in for extra flavor and nutrients. Um, there are also like egg cups nowadays that you just need to crack an egg and then you can microwave it. So if you want more protein, that's also a really good option. And then I know there are brands that deliver like Daily Harvest and others like that where, again, it's usually just like an add water situation or anything like that and you can pop it into the microwave. But it is hard if you don't have like counter space to do anything with cooking utensils like a pan or anything in the oatmeal but I mean in the microwave sorry oatmeal is just always on my mind <laughs> but yeah there are definitely some good options I'm sure if you even google search you could find places that deliver to your college campus that you could always reheat in the microwave and there are definitely ways that you could incorporate it into a healthy diet and balanced meals yeah um so also on that um same train of thought how do you grocery shop um, in a healthy way on a budget? Because most college students are pretty broke. So, Yes, I can definitely attest to that as well. Um, if you're lucky, you'll have a Trader Joe's near your campus, which is definitely a lot cheaper than like classic grocery stores. So we got a Trader Joe's, I think my sophomore year, but freshman year, um, Instacart wasn't available on our campus yet, but if you're looking for ways to save money, I would suggest buying in bulk because things that you buy in bulk typically aren't that expensive and there are plenty of things that you can buy in bulk that are plenty healthy, such as like um, gluten-free rolled oats. You can get um, like a lot of different beans, like chickpeas and lentils are really healthy. You can also get different kinds of pasta now. So you can have like classic whole wheat, classic whole wheat pasta, or you can even get lentil pasta, chickpea pasta, those things you can totally make in a dorm as well. And then um, I would also focus on trying to utilize like your campus bucks because a lot of schools preload cards for you. Like you don't have to put your own money on, it's included in tuition and you can redeem um, snacks and things at places on campus. So my card gave me access to like hummus cups and apples and bananas and oatmeal and things like that around campus. And then 
again, I know it's hard to maintain a budget when you're grocery shopping in a real store because things like fruit and vegetables definitely get expensive. But if you focus on maybe not buying organic or not buying name brand, not buying necessarily like the trendiest item that you recognize the brand name from Instagram, you can still find an equally as healthy option that's like the store brand. So for example, instead of getting like the Siggy's Greek yogurt, you get the Wegmans brand Greek yogurt. And it's actually crazy, the price difference. So I would always keep an eye out for the store brand rather than the name brand because it can end up saving you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, that's something I can definitely attest to because um, if I go to Whole Foods uh, and I'm like watching a budget, then I will always buy like a Whole Foods brand and Whole Foods is normally really expensive, but actually it can be a lot cheaper than some other stores. Um, if you just buy like the 365 Whole Foods brand, so it really does work at like any store. I would also keep in mind so many stores offer student discounts that you'd be surprised. You just have to ask. So always utilize student discounts, always util utilize reward programs, coupons that you find online, anything like that really helps. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then are there any resources that have really helped you along your health journey and um, like anywhere you turn to if you need nutrition or workout advice? Um, I really like following Body Positive, which I know we touched on as well, um, accounts on Instagram. There are a lot of really great ones. I also, my sister happens to be an eating disorder therapist at a college campus. So she is an excellent resource for me in terms of, um, just like letting myself vent about my feelings. She's always there for me. So if you're lucky enough to have like family that understands where you're coming from, just talking can be a huge release as well as I like to journal too. To just let my feelings out so that's a really great resource that doesn't cost any money and then I would also utilize um, like your campus gym because you'll never have a free gym again so if you can go to the gym while you're at college definitely take advantage um, always go with a buddy they'll push you to do your best and yeah there are plenty of um, great workouts on YouTube that you can utilize. Pop Sugar Fitness has some amazing ones that are totally free. There are so many streaming services right now, like Obey Fitness, Melissa Wood, BB Fit, um, Dance Body Live. Like there are so many great ones. And there's a lot of great information on the internet nowadays, but you do have to be careful. I would definitely get everything you read verified by like three sources because there's a lot of great information, but there's also a lot of not so great information. So you need to be careful what you're choosing to believe. And counseling centers are also amazing. Like I said before, you'll never have access to free counseling again after college. So if you want to take advantage of it, like college is the time to do so. Yeah, that's true. And also the gym thing is um, very true. You will probably never have a free gym again. So I agree with that. Um, also in terms of like looking at advice and things you see on the internet. Um, if you don't have anyone to verify information for you, or if you are like me and sometimes a bit skeptic about just trusting like an RD or something like that, because I haven't had the best experience with RDs, um, then I think it's a matter of using your logic. So like if you, I saw the other day, some account said like, if you drink cold water, it's bad. And if you drink hot water, like it's 
better it's like better for your metabolism or whatever and I, like just logically that's just dumb so like don't do I something like that completely agree. I completely yeah or if like an account is telling you the only way to lose weight is to eat like 1200 calories that's how much a toddler would eat so like logically that's not a good idea you know right I completely agree yeah um so I want to move on to like the fire round where I basically just ask you questions um, and you can answer as quickly as you can. You don't have to feel too pressured because most people can't answer that quickly. Um, but the first question is, what is the best book that you've read lately? Oh, by far the book Untamed by Glenn Doyle. It's amazing. Her writing is incredible and I loved it. It was the first book I read in quarantine and I've recommended it to every single person since. I actually have that book like right here next to Oh my week. gosh, have you started it? I started it. I haven't finished it yet though. So good. I think everything she says is so true and I just wish like her messaging was out in the world like times a million. Yeah, it wasn't quite the book um, that I expected. So I stopped because I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, I don't know why people are story. It's not a story. It's definitely more like each chapter is like a little bit of advice. But if you get further in, like in the beginning, it's about her life. But if you get further in, like the insights and observations and realizations she has, like that she portrays through her writing, I just think are really incredible. So I would definitely tell you to keep reading it. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. Because when I first started reading it, I was like, oh, like, this is kind of interesting, but, like, I don't really know who this person is, and I don't really relate to her story, so I'm not going to keep reading this. <laughs> I'm going to finish it, because, um, yeah, people have been recommending it left and right, so. It's really great. Um, so what are the three best things that you've bought in the past year? Ooh, that is hard. Okay. Um, definitely my laptop was a big investment, and I think it was completely worth it. Um, second thing can it be something that I didn't buy but <laughs> yeah like just things okay my my sisters got me an air fryer for my college graduation so that was really exciting and then mm, my third thing I would say hmm this is hard <laughs> um I would say okay this Lame, but my moisturizer like saved my life it really cleared my skin so that is the summer friday's jet lag mask which i love oh i need to try um that brand i've seen it's it everywhere incredible yeah and not the other not the other two masks though only the jet lag mask i've tried the other two and they made me break out like crazy oh no okay uh, jet lag <laughs> yeah okay um so what are three mindset shifts that have really helped you um like along your health and just in general like along your way um i would say focusing on like more so what my body can do for me rather than what it looks like so i talked about this a little bit on my blog too but if you're ever having like negative body thoughts trying to shift them towards something positive. So if you're saying like, oh, my thighs are fat, I don't like them, try and shift it to my legs, let me walk everywhere. Like I'm so lucky, I'm so capable. Mm -hmm. um, I found that that helps a lot. I also found shifting my mindset on foods that make me feel good rather than foods that are labeled, like we talked about before, good versus bad. Mm -hmm. And then 
really just trying to wake up every day with a positive mindset, a positive attitude, trying to think of at least three things each morning that you're grateful for and like all the privileges that we're so lucky to have. Um, like the fact that we can move our bodies, the fact that we have access to food and just like all these different things that we might take for granted. I like to focus on them because I know that I personally am so lucky, especially in a time like right now, I just, I've never felt so blessed. Yeah, me too. It's, I've really been like thinking about everything I'm grateful for. And I feel like actually it's pointed out like how much privilege that um, I have. And yeah, I just want to be more conscious and grateful of it going forward. Um, So I love that. Um, And then the last question is, what does independence and being on your own mean to you? So being on my own to me means being confident in my own decisions, but also taking into account like other people's like reasoning for things. So this might be a silly example, but before everything blew up with COVID, I was supposed to go on a spring break trip. And obviously my parents did not want me to go. They strongly advised against it. And even though I knew that they were, only saying like they were only giving me this advice only having this opinion because they care about me and because they love me and were concerned for my health I still needed to take the time to make my own decision and after thinking about everything that was happening I didn't make the decision to not go on spring break because of my parents like I made the decision because it was the right thing to do so again that's like such a silly example like it's about spring break I can live without spring break but just being confident in myself to make the right decision at the end of the day um, I think is a really big deal because when you're younger you might think you're making the right decision but it's really just you're making a decision based on instant gratification like based on what you want in that moment but as I've learned and as I've grown I've learned that like making the right decision means what's right for you in the long run and what's the right thing to do, not just by you, but by everyone and being confident that you are doing the right thing. Yeah, that's actually, that's never really been um, touched on before on the podcast. So I think that's really important. And also the fact that you were able to hear what your parents had to say, but also like take the liberty to make that um, decision by yourself is really important. And like, I'm just, I just moved out actually. So that's something I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm uh, really happy that I did. But um, that's something I'm still learning because I think that I just blatantly listen to my parents. um, And I don't take the time to think about like, well, how do I feel about this? And like, do I actually want to um, listen to what they're saying? Like, is what they're saying aligning with what I want my values to be and how I want to live my life and like hearing their side? But then also, I like how you. ended up making your own decision, even though it aligned with them, it wasn't only because of them. Yeah. Um, So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Where can listeners find you? So my Instagram is at the daily Schwitz. And if you go online to my website, the you'll have access to my full blog. And those are the two channels that I'm available on right now, but I hope 
Thank you so much for listening to the On My Own podcast. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on the iTunes app. It really helps the podcast grow. It helps us get recommended so that we can get more guests on the podcast. If you have any specific episode requests or if you have guest requests, Or even if you would like to be on the podcast yourself and you have an interesting story you'd like to share, please DM me at the On My Own Podcast Instagram page, which is at On My Own Pod. If you'd like to follow Sasha's Plate, my personal health and wellness Instagram, you can do that at sashas.plate. And for blog posts and for the show notes of this episode in more detail, go to Simply Sasha, S-I-M-P-L-Y, S-A-C-I-A dot com where you can find blog posts, recipes, and all the episode show notes. Thank you guys again so much for watching and I will be in your ears next episode.